0: hey everybody welcome back to another episode of the lonely sluts podcast i'm claire and i'm sarah and this episode is titled we ain't afraid to No ghost and we're going to talk about ghosting
1: yeah so we're going to be talking about what ghosting is um if we've had it done to us slash if we've done it to other people um if it's ever acceptable why it hurts so bad And um, also, you know, whether ghosts are real. (laughs) Um, I think they are. I I definitely think they are. Ghosts and aliens are real. And this is now a conspiracy theory podcast. You say conspiracy theory, like that's not widely accepted. Everybody should believe in ghosts
0: and aliens. And if you don't, you're self-centered.
1: You're out of my assessment. Yeah, You're out of the zeitgeist if you don't believe in these things.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway. To start off, Sarah has looked up some definitions. Um, There's apparently more terms than just ghosting. Uh, There's, I'm sure they're all made up by Cosmopolitan magazine, but the good news is I'm a disciple of Cosmopolitan magazine, so I would love to hear about it. Sarah, tell me what you found.
1: Yeah, so there's, as we know, there's ghosting. And I already knew about haunting, which is another term that I will explain. Mm. But there was a couple more that I did not know about while I was doing this research that uh, popped up. So I thought we should just elaborate on all of them. So ghosting, Tell me about it. ghosting means um, when you basically just abruptly cut someone off and cease all contact with the other person without explanation. So, you're talking and everything seems to be going fine, and then one day they just stop answering, stop sending you snaps, stop replying to anything. Um, Haunting is when someone lurks on your social media and watches or likes things, um, even after you've stopped seeing or talking to them. So, maybe you've been ghosted by this person, but now they started following you and are watching your stories, or they just added you on Snapchat and... They're, like, liking your posts on Facebook despite you guys not actually talking anymore. Um, Another term that I came across was breadcrumbing. And that means keeping someone interested by giving them just enough attention via, like, affectionate but noncommittal messages and texts without expending any actual effort. So it's kind of just having people on the line um, without ever being serious towards, like, the relationship that you might be starting with them. Um, and then another term that I came across was zombieing, which is when someone disappears from your life and then they bring the relationship back from the dead with a random text or out of the blue interaction. So it's kind of similar to breadcrumbing in that they sent out sporadic messages just to maintain the other person's interest um, with little intention of ever being serious about it. Uh, so yeah. Those are the four that I came across. Out of those, Claire, which one do you think is the worst to do? Oh, to do? Mm -hmm. They're all shit. They're all shit. They are not good methods of Um, being in a relationship or communicating.
0: Oh, God. Breadcrumbing is just straight up leading somebody on, which is not good. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe zombieing is the worst Zombieing or haunting ghosting is shit but at least they're gone yeah and zombieing and ha- i think zombieing. i think um t-shirt did some zombieing to me where they just like up and disappear and then they'll message you mm-hmm. months later and then they'll be like hey and i'm like uh what now uh so that's my opinion What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I think I would have to agree because even though ghosting is frustrating, it's kind of at least it's final and you're like, okay, at least I can move forward from this and they're not going to bother me anymore. At some point. Yeah. At some point I can move forward from this. Um, Yeah. like Haunting doesn't really, I guess it doesn't really bother me that much um, just because it's not, it's very passive. It's not direct messages or text or like anything like that. It's just like watching a story. Like, that doesn't really bother me that much. Um,
0: haunting bothers me a little bit, but I think it's less malicious, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, it's just
1: very because, it's very passive, and it doesn't – I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't force you to look it's, at it like a text would, if that makes any sense.
0: I also am not as effect- – like, I <laughs> – you can subject yourself to haunting if you allow it, but you can also block people. So, like, I think – like i'm i guess you could say i'm being haunted by uh football because i don't talk to him anymore but he viewed my instagram story yesterday and today actually i don't know if he saw the one that i put up soliciting questions for this podcast i don't know if he knows about this podcast i'd be curious for him to listen to it but um i could block him and mm-hmm. he could not look at it and then he'd be not haunting me anymore and I think you kind of have some control over that, even though it's frustrating and like, I don't know, that doesn't bother me as much as the zombieing, which is active that I hate so much.
1: Yeah, I think zombieing would probably be the worst because you had something, they disappeared, and then they try and maintain interest by every few weeks or every few months just like sending out a text. Like that would irritate me to no end.
0: <laughs> oh my god, ambiguity is hell. Like, yeah it's it's hell i hate it i need to know get in or get out piss or get off the pot tell me what you want like date me or don't i hate oh god just pick a lane that sounds like
1: a good t-shirt date me or don't <laughs> that's it those are the two <laughs> options um,
0: Merch. our first yeah i was gonna say our first piece of merch that we have not created yet is going to be date me or don't it's a t-shirt we're gonna design it and put it on our instagram and we'll see if it becomes real <laughs>
1: that's that's most of these things i'm like and we'll see if we ever actually do that
0: <laughs> but so we'll make a picture at least date me or don't
1: um so back, yeah that's my whole opinion back to the actual podcast um for the ghosting aspect because that's mainly what the show is about um you looked up something on Psychology Today about why it bothers people I sure so much, did. right?
0: Oh, my God. I love research. Psychology Today is my fave resource because it's very user-friendly. It's also like the second thing that comes up when you Google things. So this is an article titled, This is Why Ghosting Hurts So Much. It's from November 2015. So it's a little bit outdated, but the psychology is still the same human brains have not evolved that much in four years. Um, I don't know how to say this woman's name it's Janice Villhauer perhaps Sounds right PhD she's a Villhauer she's a doctor so anyway but I'm just gonna kind of go through this article and sum it up. I'm gonna give you the spark notes version I like read through it and took some notes and I have a little bit of commentary but I kind of just want to discuss what it says. So, ghosting has technically been around. It's having someone that you think cares about you, whether it be a friend or someone you were dating, disappear and not offer any explanation. So, there's no call, there's no voicemail, there's no email, they're just gone. This isn't a new practice. People have done it before, but um, there are fewer consequences. Like, there are fewer social consequences now. They're lower now, especially when you met online. Whereas in the past... um, You wouldn't necessarily be in like a dating relationship without the intentions of moving it forward, like distant Mm -hmm. or past. But like now, there's a lot more transient and passive and ephemeral relationships. That's what I say about all the boys on dating apps. I'm like, oh, they're ephemeral. (laughs) Like, like they're not even real. They're gone. They're gone tomorrow. Anyway, but um, people are becoming desensitized to it. And that makes them more likely to do it. So it's kind of become a little bit accepted, but it still fucks you up. It's a problem and we're gonna get into it. Um fifty percent of people have said they have been ghosted, but also fifty percent of people have admitted to doing the ghosting. So it's very cyclical Um, it seems. (laughs) Yes, well that those numbers do add up. Feelings oh, okay, so ghosting leads to feelings of disrespect and it makes you feel disposable. Um, especially if you've been on more than a few dates, it makes you feel deeply betrayed and it even can be traumatic, like legitimately like diagnosable traumatic. This I put with like a big old star next to it. Social rejection goes through the same neural pathways as physical pain. And this was my favorite thing. It says like you can literally take a Tylenol and it'll help a little bit. Wow. so next time your heart breaks take a
1: tylenol um tylenol if you would like to sponsor us we are open <laughs> for any ad yeah phase. let us know <laughs> tylenol for heartbreak I would love helps more than you would think
0: oh that you could sell it in like a totally different like bottle like you could sell like two products tylenol for headaches tylenol for heartbreak oh my god they're missing a marketing opportunity invite us
1: on your team tylenol
0: yeah tylenol you're missing out Okay, but, so this rejection, like, without an explanation, it leads to ambiguity, which is my personal least favorite thing in the world. Um, so it leaves you with no cue on how to react. Like, are you supposed to be sad? Are you supposed to be angry? Are you supposed to be concerned? Is this person in the hospital? Mm -hmm. Do they not like you? Like, what happened? So there's no social cues on how to act, um it social cues in general allow us to regulate our own behavior. But because ghosting deprives you of that, it leads to emotional deregulation or dysregulation is the word. And the most insidious aspect of ghosting is that it causes you to question yourself, which is interesting. This is a side note. This is not in the article. This is just something I know from listening to that podcast with Esther Perel, um, I talked about her on this mini we just recorded, but that's going to be released several weeks prior to this podcast that we're recording right now. But I'm going to shout her out again. Esther Perel is a psychologist. She does a lot of work on um, infidelity and affairs, and it's really, really interesting. But um, one of the things that she said that happens in affairs is that you question your sense of identity. You're like, if I thought this person loved me... And if they don't love me, who am I? So it's, like, kind of interesting. Anyway, but it ghosting causes you to question yourself as well. I mean, probably on a different scale than if you had been married, but it still (laughs) is the same, like, question. So you're like, Mm -hmm. what did I do? Why didn't I see this coming? How could I have been such a poor judge of character? Uh, How do I protect myself from this happening to me ever again? Um. It's a result of basic psychological systems that are put in place to monitor one's social standing. And when rejection occurs, your self-esteem can drop. Um, when your self-esteem drops, it your brain releases less opioids, just in general. And people with higher self-esteem are happier because their brain's putting out more opioids. So that's a weird thing. As a result, if you get ghosted multiple times, it gets more and more painful because your body quits releasing this natural painkiller, which is so like
1: yeah I was hard like that. on yourself. Yeah, like
0: yeah, you're like oh god, your body needs to just like be nicer, you know?
1: Why it's like yeah, self-punishing. And- wow. Anyway, that's oh, I was just going to say um, it's I think it's even more frustrating because. I think what plays into it a little bit is like gaslighting as well from other people um, about like double texting or like triple texting or about checking in on the other person if they haven't responded. There's such a culture of like, oh, well, she's just being needy and clingy and like creepy if she sends out multiple texts. But it's like, no, it's also not normal for someone you've been talking to consistently, someone that you have an interest in that you've gone on dates with to randomly drop you. (laughs) So I don't know. It's yeah. very frustrating.
0: Okay, so um, ghosting is essentially the equivalent of the silent treatment, which <laughs> this is interesting. It says, a tactic that has been viewed by mental health professionals as a form of emotional cruelty. This because it renders you powerless and leaves you with no opportunity to ask questions or be provided with information. You are prevented from expressing your emotions or being heard, which is important for maintaining self-esteem. Um, Regardless of the ghoster's intent, ghosting is passive-aggressive, impersonal, and can leave psychological bruises and scars. I also wanted to, real quick, reference the silent treatment. Um, John Gottman, shout out John Gottman. He's a researcher of love and marriage. He's the only scientific, he's done the only scientific study of love. And by that means it's like conducting actual data. Love John Gottman, read his books. He has the seven principles of making marriage work and I read it for my psychology of marriage class and it was great. But he has these things called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And it's basically like they're signs of divorce. Like if these four things are showing up in your relationship, like you're you've got to fix it; otherwise, it's over. They're criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. And stonewalling is exactly the silent treatment. And I think that's interesting that it comes up. I think it's interesting that there's so many parallels to mm-hmm. marriage, like like breaking marriage is breaking up to this ghosting, like the same psychology is taking place, I guess on a different scale, because like your whole life probably isn't as wrapped up in somebody that you're just like casually dating as um, somebody you're married to. But the psychology is the same. People are wired the same way.
1: That's so interesting about the silent treatment stuff, about how anti silent treatment (laughs) everyone is. Because I mean, I've, I've never done oh, it yeah. for like very prolonged periods of times, but when I get incredibly frustrated with someone and all, it's only ever in person, it's not that I just completely stop responding to texts. Like I don't do it like that way, but if we're in person and I'm getting incredibly frustrated and I either feel like I'm not being heard or I feel like I just keep repeating the same things and I'm just getting angry and angrier, I'll just stop talking and stop bonding um, for a little bit and then wait until I've pulled off or they've noticed and are like, okay, what's going on? And then I kind of go on from there. But I've definitely done the silent treatment in person. <laughs> so I feel like I've I've damaged some people um, in the process. Uh, sorry to my past roommates. Um, <laughs> sorry to anyone that I, fr- family members, anyone that I frustrated with this. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, talking is so important because you can't, You have to be able to react, and if people are ignoring you, you're hitting a a wall, and it's impossible to do anything. You can't move forward, you can't get over it, like, you're, like, it's very stunting in your getting over things.
1: Well, I'll try to work on that.
0: (laughs) That's okay. I mean, you have time. You're not dead yet. So... That's kind of what I got from my research there. That's why it hurt so much. I thought it was really fascinating that it was the same mm-hmm. neural pathways. Physical pain. Yeah, as physical pain. I'm going to take a Tylenol whenever I get sad. I had a dream the other day and I woke up from it really sad in the middle of the night. And then I was just kind of like laying there. Should have taken a Tylenol.
1: I, I, I mean, I feel like that makes sense because I've heard – similar things either in the news or in random articles or in classes even about strong emotional distress and like psychosomatic type responses to things like when you feel something really emotionally or you just think you're experiencing something you will end up having actual physiological responses and it's just really weird how our bodies and brains work
0: (laughs) it is indeed Okay, so 50% of people admit to being ghosted and 50% of people admit to ghosting someone. Sarah, which one have you had done? Have you been ghosted or have you ghosted Um, someone?
1: I think both. I've definitely, I mean, at least like via like social media apps and stuff like that, I've been ghosted. And I can only think of once in recent memory that I've actually ghosted someone else. Um so that's not good on my part but um yeah so it's definitely been both ways for me what about you
0: okay so i i mean based off of the true definition of ghosting i i don't know like okay because if it's like somebody you think cares about you disappears i would say i've never like done that but like all these tinder boys i ghost <laughs> on the daily like they'll send me like three messages and i'll be like yeah you're boring and then i don't answer them anymore like they're but i don't count th- okay i have a system i talked about this i think in a minisode earlier on one of the first couple and so i'm pretty active on the apps i think we all know this by now i think we've discussed it many many times but those boys on there, if they're still on the app, they're not even real. They're they they're not even real. You don't owe them anything. You uh don't have to make sense when you message them. Like the rules aren't the same. Once you've like exchanged numbers, like if you're like texting or even if you're snapchatting, they're like a real person. So like you shouldn't be, you know, like rude, but ghosting is still acceptable. Like any point from like matching to like texting you can just disappear and it's fine you can disappear and then you can block them and then it the consequences are literally zero and unless you had invested like a long amount of time they shouldn't care either because they're talking to six other girls too but if you have met them if you've gone on a date like even one date and they're like oh hey let's get together again you should not you can't ghost them you have to you owe them an explanation they're a person they have feelings And you've at least expressed enough interest to make them want to come back. So that's my stance on it. Like, I I don't even consider it ghosting. But it is if we're going by, like, the disappearing thing. Like, I ghost (laughs) those boys all the time.
1: I only ghosted – I've ghosted one person that I went on – I mean, I guess it was a date. We went on one date and Mm. then – like, and we talked – I did talk a little bit to them afterwards, but – Um, I got really, I genuinely got really busy with like applying for things and like figuring things out for just like my own life and I stopped responding and then it had been a while and he sent me something else and I didn't respond and I was like, I'm done. (laughs) There was no chemistry and it wasn't worth it and I'm stressed and I'm over it. (laughs) So that was bad on my part. (laughs) Do not condone that behavior.
0: (laughs) Have you been Um, ghosted?
1: yeah I I mean like in the way that you were talking about with like apps and just texting mostly I think yeah. like that kind of stuff like we'll have some back and forth for a few days and then it'll just stop out of the blue and I'm kind of just like oh oh well and then on to the next thing I want to do yeah
0: that happens to me a lot just as frequently as I ghost these boys they ghost me which is fine I'm not upset about that I will say um the zombying that we referenced earlier, mm-hmm. that has happened to me a couple times with a couple different guys. And that upsets me deeply. That, I think, gives me the same, like, the why ghosting hurts so much, like, all that psychology. Mm-hmm. I think that happens. And then they come back just in time. I know. It's, it's like,
1: like they're revamping it over and over and over again when yeah, you, you thought you had dealt on. with it once.
0: And then it's like, psych, guess what we're going to do? Four more times before you learn your goddamn lesson, Claire. Why don't you get it together? Ugh. That's the questioning yourself part. That's me <laughs> questioning myself. Didn't seem anyway. like it. No, re- really? Yeah, I'm pretty chill. <laughs> um, But... I have a policy, which I just explained. Do you have any rules for ghosting? Do you think there is ever a time when it's acceptable?
1: Um, I think the only time that I could see it being acceptable once you've already met in person is if they were incredibly, like, uncomfortable or rude or, like, anything like that. And even then, I guess you should let them know so they know to change their behavior. Like, if you were like, I didn't like the way that you, like, spoke to the wait staff or, like, I didn't like how you we're very condescending in this way or like something like that, or you you made me very uncomfortable when you said X, Y, Z, you should probably still let them know just so they can change their behavior. Um, But if they do something that makes you incredibly uncomfortable or feel unsafe or anything like that, I think it's fine. Go ahead, ghost them, get rid of them, block their number. Um, Other than that though, I think you should probably stick to a system like yours. I actually kind of want to adopt your system. I think that's a good rule. Do it. I think, they it's kind of not real, just like simply on the app itself. Once you exchange numbers and information and are on like different forms of media, it starts to get a little more real. You should treat them a little kinder and more consistently. And then you meet in person, you owe them explanations for things.
0: So my girl, Jenice Vilhauer, PhD, she wrote a follow-up article um, March of this year when is it okay to ghost somebody she uh this is a follow-up article for why ghosting hurts so much because she got a lot of people messaging her like since like over the past four years or whatever being like um uh ghosting is confusing there are some times where I feel like I need to but she was like you know things are complicated in established relationships You need to break up with somebody. And then she was like, when is it okay to go somewhere? There are some specific situations. And I kind of want to run through those a little Mm -hmm. bit. The first situation is abuse. I'm just going to read this verbatim. If someone makes you feel unsafe or there has been any type of abuse, then disappearing without any explanation may be in your best interest. Just after you leave an abusive relationship, there can be a high danger period when the abuser may become enraged. It's often best to be out of contact and in a safe place where the abuser doesn't know your location. Yeah, that's you can ghost.
1: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, full one hundred percent should definitely ghost. You have my full support. I will help you in the ghosting process.
0: <laughs> if you are in an abusive relationship, message us at the Lonely Sluts and we'll figure it out. Dead ass, you can stay at my apartment. Yeah,
1: like, I will give you any money that you need.
0: <laughs> yeah, message us. Um, okay, but yeah, ghosting is allowed in that scenario, according to the psychologist. So you know, take heart in that if that's the thing that's keeping you from leaving. I sure hope it's not. But anyway, the second one is... Violating boundaries. If someone engages in a clear boundary violation, such as showing up unexpectedly at your workplace, contacting your ex, stealing from you, or acting in a way that is clearly out of line, it can feel very threatening. When someone causes you to feel unsafe, they are showing a lack of concern for your feelings. Your priority is to regain your sense of safety, which may involve cutting off contact. In situations where you've told someone repeatedly that you want to end the relationship, but they continue the contact or won't take no for an answer, then it isn't ghosting if you cut off communication
1: okay i guess yeah these i mean this is all so far more of like just a safety and mental health personal well-being thing
0: yeah it's a terrible reality we live in yeah but um yeah that's like if you're like no i want to break up and they won't stop texting you just Just, block yeah fucking block their number okay the third and last situation outlined by my girl janice says lying Or manipulation. If you catch someone in a lie that is intended to manipulate you in some way, so you found out the person you're dating is married, then that person has shown a direct disregard for your emotional well-being and you don't owe him or her an explanation for ending the relationship.
1: I feel like all of these kind of fall under the broad category of abuse, whether it's verbal, emotional, psychological, physical. (laughs) Um... Cause like I feel like lying, manipulation, gaslighting—all these different like tactics that people may use—like that could be abusive if, like, they're doing it in ways that make you doubt yourself or make you feel bad about yourself, or they're just straight up just not being honest and respectful of you. Um, yeah, no, I definitely support ghosting in all of those situations, one hundred percent.
0: Another thing that she said was that. After more than five dates and you've been physically intimate causing like ghosting can cause legitimate distress and diagnosable trauma. So, um, Hmm. don't do that guys. Girls. (laughs) I was addressing when I said guys, I was being a Yankee and I was talking to all y'all, but, um, don't, don't do it. Anybody. Just tell somebody you're not feeling them. I know
1: it's, I remember the first time that it was even brought to my attention that, like, I knew ghosting was bad, like, in general, like, the general cases of ghosting were not good. Um, But it wasn't until a few months ago after I had ghosted that one guy, um, and we were talking about it with some friends, uh, like, over drinks, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, we hung out once and, like, I've been texting, but, like, I just stopped responding a couple weeks ago because... Like, I've just been doing stuff, and, like, we did not have any chemistry at all. And he was really weird, and I just didn't think he had a good personality. (laughs) And they were like, one of the girls was very vehemently against ghosting, and was like, you should never in any situation ghost someone. Like, it's so rude. Um, And then I was getting very defensive. Like, even though I wasn't in the right, I was getting very defensive of myself, of course. Um, and I was like, well, so I should just tell him to his face that he has a shit personality and that's why I didn't like him and he made me feel uncomfortable with, like, his, like, bad jokes. And she was like, yeah, that would have been better. I was like, I don't think that would have been better, in my opinion. But I guess I am not the person, so I I
0: can't... (laughs) Well, I don't think you go, hey, I think you're fucking weird, man. You don't say that. You're like, hey, I... I, uh Thanks so much for taking me out the other night. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I don't see this going anywhere. I hope you have a great time. Great time? <laughs> hope I hope you have a great life.
1: After the fact, Bye. after the fact, I realized I should have just said, like, we don't have any chemistry. I don't want to waste your yeah. time. Um, yeah. It was cool talking to you. I don't want to waste your
0: time. It's perfect. Yeah. It's true. But I, I didn't. Yeah. And
1: then I got defensive um, about it.
0: <laughs> you live <laughs> and regrets. you learn. Yes it's okay hopefully he'll listen to this and he knows well that'd be weird if he listened to it but if he does listen to this he'll know that you feel sorry about it <laughs>
1: sorry. do you want to give him a shout out just in case he's um, listening sorry emperor's new groove guy <laughs> that i just stopped talking to you um i don't think you ever thought about me again after this couple of weeks but you know here's here's to you <laughs> hope you're all right <laughs> hope you're doing okay <laughs>
0: I'm a little curious as why you called him Emperor's New Groove Guy, but I'm just going to let that slide. Um, <laughs> so you explained why you ghosted in that situation. Mm-hmm. Why in general do you think most people ghost?
1: Um, I think for similar reasons. I Well, I think it's either lack of chemistry um, and they feel bad at, like about it and they don't want to be outright and say it like I didn't want to say it. Um, I think maybe they found someone else and they don't want to bring that up. And so they just move on to the next person and ghost the first person they were talking to in some instances. So that's all. I think that's always in the back of my head when stuff like that happens to other people or happens to me. I'm like, oh, they're probably just talking to someone else now. Um, dude. So that's frustrating. I got
0: (laughs) the last time I got ghosted by t-shirt before he zombied back into this shit um I was like I hope he found another girl like I hope there's another girl because if not he's choosing to be alone instead of then being with me which is infinitely more upsetting and like that bothered me a lot so I was like god I hope there's another woman and I don't know I don't think there was I think he's just kind of shitty um but I think the reason why most people ghost is they're like i think people are afraid to hurt somebody's feelings i'm like oh it's a little bit more passive it's a little bit like you know like i don't have to be mean no hurt my feelings once don't hurt my feelings every day when i check my phone and you haven't answered me back that's how i feel about it that's
1: true that's true i'm i think i'm better at it now um that people yelled at me. Not attacking (laughs) you that people yelled at me for it um but I mean, I like I totally get it. Like I, I just I think I'm very bad at telling people bad news. I'm very bad at telling people about things that aren't working out. Um, I never want to be the bearer of bad news. I always want to tell people good things and I want people to associate me with good things. So I'm fairly blunt.
0: I would rather expedite the process and not let it linger. It's worse if you let it linger. Mm-hmm. That makes sense,
1: too. Um, I also, I mean, this is going to sound stupid, but I like for a reason that people may potentially ghost, um, it could just be very absent-minded and unintentional. And then they just feel bad about how long it's been. I do this with friends. Sometimes (sighs) I feel really bad. I, it's going to sound stupid, but I get testing fatigue and I just don't want to like, I just get over texting and I just don't want to keep doing it. And I, it feels very exhausting to carry on conversations sometimes and like via text and I, or I get distracted and I don't realize that I haven't responded. And then when I finally realize that it was my turn to respond, it's been two and a half weeks and I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know how to pick this back up without it being super weird. Um, so sometimes that's, I unintentionally will temporarily ghost my own friends. So... <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, like, absentmindedly not answering a text message is not the same as deliberately, like, disappearing Mm -hmm. into the distance, (laughs) never to be heard from again. Different emotional implications, too, because, like, if you quit answering me for a week, I would just keep texting you. I'd be like, Sarah, we (laughs) have a business to run. I would be like. You would call me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I say eventually, like, two days in, I'd be like, what the fuck, girl? We got shit to do. I've been making all these posts by myself and you find more memes than I do. I'm running out of content.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. You would I mean you would hit me up on multiple different forms of social media yeah. and call me. Oh, for yeah. sure. I'd Facebook message you I'd be like, "Did you break your phone again? <laughs> that I mean, because but... that's a very bad that's another thing. I've broken my phone about three times in six months. So <laughs> that might be a reason I'm not responding to you random people out there in the world. Um but yeah, I think that i i mean i just realized i did that with this girl who i used to be closer with a few years ago and so now we just talk very sporadically and i realized like it's been like a month since i responded to her text i felt really bad
0: you should just answer right i know just be
1: like oh yeah that it was great there's <laughs> no follow-up <sighs> yeah so that's i mean that might that's the more like kind of optimistic thing view i guess of ghosting is just like oh it was unintentional they got really busy when they broke their phone or like
0: <laughs> i always would be like oh they're in the shower like if somebody's not answering you i'm like oh he's taking a shower
1: i know some people who have been in the shower For years. <laughs>
0: For
1: years i have had people message me like a year later like people that i didn't know well at all And they were like, oh, hey, sorry, I was watching Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, like, I was busy. Or like, hey, I forgot to message back. And I'm like, I really did not care whether you did. And I've come to terms with it, seeing as it's been a year. (laughs) But who knows? Who knows what they're thinking? Um, But, yeah, I guess most of the time in my head, it's either they didn't think there was any chemistry or they definitely found someone else. I don't know. I
0: jumped to they died. (laughs) Actually, I do kind of get to that, uh, like – there is a brief panic where I'm like, oh, my God, are they dead? And then I check their Facebook and their Instagram, and then I'm like, oh, they're not dead. They just don't like me. And so after the brief panic, I get You get the remorse. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, good, they're not dead. There's like a brief, re- like, relief, and then it's like, oh. Oh, they're just
1: ignoring me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not dead. They're just ignoring me. Oh, joy. I mean, you know what the nice thing about ghosting though is that it's universal we're uh, us, i
0: was like what's the next average
1: girls are not the only ones to experience ghosting it happens to celebrities too i've heard multiple celebrities on like my video talk shows and things that i listen to talk about being ghosted and even the love of my life florence in the machine on her most recent album that came out last year highest hope go buy it um
0: she controls the weather, who's ghosting Yeah, her?
1: she like she makes several references to being ghosted on that album release. Like it literally in one line it says he like he ghosted me again. And I'm like, uh, oh, who's who's yeah. ghosting Florence in the machine? Oh, Florence Welch. If he ghosted her again, he's zombie. He's zombieing her, but I don't think that would have fit. Somebody as, tell Florence. Would have fit as well in the song He Zombied Me Again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the people wouldn't
1: get it as much. Yeah, no, I. It's not as it. That gives me a very, very, very small amount of like relief, or like makes me feel a little bit better. Is that even people as wonderful as Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine, The Love of My Life, can be ghosted by people multiple times? It seems. Um, so I'm not alone. It's not just because it's like I think a lot of people think. Oh, it's just because I'm not good enough. And like, I have all these problems with me that cause them to not want me, but really it's a problem with the other person and you could be great. So yeah, that's my two cents. Hmm.
0: The real question is, is ghosting ever going to go away or is this just like how life is?
1: Um, I think it should go away. I don't think it will because I think it's been around for decades and decades. Like, I'm sure it was around when there was just letters and they just stopped writing back. Um, and so, and I'm sure it was... My pen pal goes I know. It was probably much more devastating back then because they could have just checked, like, their Facebook and be like, oh, they're still alive. They're like, my pen pal. dead. They're like, Glenn's just died, it seems, of tuberculosis. But, um... Interesting you gave him a diagnosis when he ghosted you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm sure it's been around since it was just the phone and just emails and things like that. And now that you have texting and DMing and all that stuff.
0: It would be easier to ghost.
1: When there was less forms of communication. The
0: 80s. Like, okay, so like you don't even email's not a thing. You don't have your cell phone like you have a house phone. And if you want to see somebody, you can go to their house or you can call them. And then you can, like, you could ghost them so much easier. Like, you call them, and you could, you're like, fade away. I feel like That's what people,
1: so people would be more likely to, like, show up on your doorstep then, though. They would just be like, dude, like, what's up? You haven't been answering your cellular.
0: <laughs> they don't, I mean, like, how fancy
1: are you where you have a portable phone in the it's, 80s? I mean, it's a chunker. Um <laughs> you have a bag phone, like a car yes, phone? a car phone, like, in Clueless. Like, you haven't been ringing my car Absolutely. phone. Where are you at? That's the 90s. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, it's still
0: yeah. it's just as easy. It's like I mean, haunting would be harder because that would literally be stalking. <laughs> like you just have to like chill around their work or their house and be like, "Hey, I like that top," <laughs>
1: and then you just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be like, "Cute pick." I yeah. They'd be like, "What pick? What are they talking about?" I don't even understand. Um. Yeah. So I think it'll stick around. I think it's more of an age-related thing about going away, if that makes sense. So I think it'll stick around for younger generations. Like, when you start to date in your teens and your young adult years, but I'm hoping we as a society, when we get older, like, everyone once they start to mature a little bit and kind of come to terms with things, they will stop ghosting as much. So by the time that we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, I won't be getting ghosted. Hopefully, I won't be single still. (laughs) but who knows I just don't want to be ghosted then either I think that'd be even more traumatizing can
0: you even imagine being ghosted in like a marriage that's like
1: they just up and leave and then guess that's a thing that I mean I'm sure like if and this is in my head I'm envisioning a non-abusive just like regular old marriage and then suddenly your partner's just not there and they stop answering their phone. That would be, I think, the most traumatizing thing that could happen um, to me in a marriage, <laughs> a regular, plain old marriage. Um, so, yeah, really hope that doesn't happen. Um,
0: God. That's like such, like, you'd have, that's like gone girl. That's like gone girl. I don't want to be gone girl. And then, you know, also. They think I murdered them. <laughs> That's even worse. Yeah, don't. That's exactly what would happen. If somebody just left in the night, if someone gone-girled you, yeah, you would totally be a suspect. God. But... Don't do that, guys. Um, Not to be negative, but bringing this back to a little bit more of a reality place, I think that when we get older, everyone's going to be just as shitty.
1: Well, um, Who is that to look forward to? <laughs> this
0: is based... Yeah. Everybody's just going to be less attractive. Senior discounts be and like... still being ghosted. I don't know. I'm thinking the more recent future, like, not necessarily like senior <laughs> discounts, but like, I've had 40 decades of being single. <laughs> I like, oh, God. <laughs> That's my future, and I'm scared. I know. Ugh, that made me so sad. <laughs> I didn't mean but I didn't mean to bring no, it here. Mean, like, I have some friends who are in their thirties and like guys who are in their thirties are just as shitty. Just so you know. So there's nothing to look forward to there. Sorry. Um and I can't really speak about any older than that. That's exciting. I think this is like negative on my side too. And guys will probably think this about women too. But like I have my dating range set to Maybe 35 on Hinge, I think. And the guys who are older are worse. And I think it might be because, (laughs) like, they're the ones left and they're the guys who are of that age on this app, which is not necessarily... I mean, like, it's not not for them. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. A good
1: indicator.
0: I don't know. I feel like guys who are, like... Even 10 years older than us, like, aren't inclined to do the <laughs> online dating thing because it's, like, not as culturally the norm. But, like, the guys who Ooh. are might not be the greatest sample because they're kind of the ones who can't get a date in real life. So.
1: I just want to say that you saying the guys that are older <laughs> are worse. thing. remind me of Sometimes things that are more expensive. Where it's that – that's more expensive. Um, or worse. What is that? The gay and
0: <laughs> life of Caleb Gallo. Is that what it's called? Okay. I think. Yeah, I think Shout out if you haven't watched it. It's, it's on so YouTube. Much. It's very funny. There's a character named Freckle, who is androgynous and lovely, and he's tell- he she they they are telling a story about um, possibly seducing these two guys, and they're talking about their sheets, and they're like. They were expensive, but they were terribly scratchy. Sometimes things that are expensive are worse. So watch that.
1: <laughs> so sometimes guys that are older like are worse. So that's our
0: wrap up. Sarah, what are your takeaways?
1: Um, takeaways are ambiguity is the worst Be clear and concise whenever you can. Just be straightforward with people, um, unless it is a very unsafe and uncomfortable situation. Yeah, date me or don't. That's the motto.
0: Um, Ambiguity is hell. Please just break up with people, just break up with them, and then it'll be over. And then no one
1: will wonder, and everything will be better. I mean, it'll even be better for the person, like the breaker upper, because oh, yeah. the other person won't be trying to contact them with like thinking that there's still something happening or there's still a chance. If you're very and then you straight- won't have the guilt. Yeah, if you're very straightforward and you're like, no, I'm I not interested. I don't see us having anything. I'm sorry. Goodbye. There's no room for them to be like, well, they didn't say no. <laughs> so it's it's in everyone's best interest, really. I'm a
0: slut for clarity.
1: Be Claire-ity. direct. <laughs> Boo. Two out of
0: ten. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this. We're not going to ghost you. We're going to keep posting content. We would love to hear from you. Um, you can DM us at the lonely sluts on Instagram and Twitter. We also have a Gmail, thelonelysluts at gmail.com um thank you so much for listening we appreciate it so very much if you have any comments let us know if you want to hear about any specific topics let us know um if you have any ideas song requests uh i just said that i don't know we've never i could sing you a song if you want (laughs) um if you're in an abusive relationship please let us know and we'll do something we will fight for you Send us a code. Well, if you send us something like, Sarah, what's the code?
1: Apricots.
0: Yeah. Send us, like, literally if you just send us, like, a peach emoji and say apricots, we'll figure it out. Okay. On that note, thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you again next week. Bye. Bye.